Hello everyone and welcome to day three of our coverage of the D23 convention coming to you live from the Anaheim Convention Center in Anaheim, California. It's a good place to put the Anaheim Convention Center. And I'm joined uh, on my, I'm Pete Warner, joined on my right by my producer, Mr. Craig Williams. Hello. And my associate producer, Mr. Rhino Clavin. Hello, good morning. And we are all recovering from the sheer tonnage of announcements and revelations that came out of the Parks and Resorts panel uh, yesterday. It oh, yeah. was insane. So like a, I, I don't know that I've ever like seen so many massive major announcements at once. You know, there's been like the big one and then the little one. Well, I'm going to say something that might, might upset Craig, um, or he might vehemently disagree with this. But um, once I had a chance to process all of the announcements, uh, there was one thought, one feeling that has been really pervasive for me uh, ever since. And that is the competition between Disney and Universal is over. There is nothing Universal can do. Okay, I've got something I thought about last night, too. Well, hold on, is let it, me finish Okay, time. okay. It's, there is nothing, in my opinion, that Universal is going to be able to do in the next 10 years that's going to counter this. I don't care if they open the third gate. I don't care what the third gate is. Um, Disney, in yesterday's panel, basically said, you have annoyed us long enough, and we're done with you. Um, and they have thrown the kitchen sink at this. Over the course of the next five years, until all of it comes to fruition, Disney market share in Orlando is going to continue to erode somewhat uh, in favor of Universal. But as these new things come online, as Star Wars Land opens, as this new hotel opens, this new hotel broke the internet. The Star Wars Hotel, it is insane. As this stuff comes online, it is going to be increasingly difficult for Universal to respond. They will. I don't think they're going to go quietly into that good night. But I think it's over. I honestly do. I think it ended yesterday. I, I was thinking, speaking of the hotel, this is where I was started. You know, they didn't really say where they were building the hotel, but I there's been that kind of like mystery plot of construction across yeah. from the art of animation. And here's what I'm thinking. So they're saying the hotel's completely immersive. That's going to back that hotel. I don't think there's anything between that hotel and the back of Hollywood Studios. That hotel is going to open into Star Wars land. So you will go from your fully immersive hotel experience into your fully immersive theme park experience. And that, to me, that's like like you said. It's the game changer that I don't know where and you it was go only, from here, And you know? it's only one of the game changers that got announced yesterday. Yeah. Um, I think there are a number of lesser game changers. Mm-hmm. But you see, Dis- uh, honestly, just the... I can't use the language that goes into my head when I think about this. This is Disney saying, screw you. I'm done. I'm done dealing with you. You've been nipping at my heels, breathing down my neck long enough. Here, I'm going to smack you in the next week. What are you going to do with that universe? Well, I mean, I definitely think it's going to have a, a pretty big impact, but a lot to, like, the Tron ride's going to be a success. Um, Ratatouille is going to be very popular too. We know because they're already popular in other places. So it's not a surprise that those are going to draw in a lot of new people. <clears throat> in terms of Disney still creating that fully immersive experience, while, while I believe Pandora is extremely immersive in every way, it's still not, it's still not quite the same as being immersed into, um, say, Harry Potter. Because I'm, I, I'm, and I'll tell you the truth, Craig. I'm not even counting Pandora. I'm talking about just with what was announced yesterday. Yeah, but Game my over. my point is, 
if Disney doesn't follow through on everything that they're saying with it, if there's lapses in the storyline and the immersiveness, which there could be because it's not something they've really gone down that road of before, yeah. then you know that's that could hurt them. They have to deliver in order to crush it. Well, my, my fear is the, the the rush to meet the deadlines is going to wipe out the details that we look forward to so much. So I hope that I'm I would say to Disney, I know. You know, the joke is they take forever. You know, they took like seven years, eight years to build a parking garage, whatever, two, three years. But, it's 18 months. But, but you know, I, I'd rather it get done right than just get done to be open. You know, so that's the whole like, oh, we're building Star Wars land in this amount of time. Well, well some, you, you know, you look, know. you know, yeah, absolutely. I'll, I'll give you this. The, the onus is now on Disney to not only get it done fast, but get it done right at the same time. Yeah. At this level, you can't miss, mess that up. You, you're no. going to have to, there is real competition, but the the energy coming out of that panel yesterday, the energy of, of just what we were hearing. Oh yeah. Um, this is Disney saying, okay, we get it, we get it. We've got to make some real changes in order to remain relevant. We've got to we've got to up our game. Um, an enormous enormous amount of money. Think about what it's going to take to develop everything they announced. Billions of dollars being committed, not even including what they're spending to build Star Wars Land. Again, just what they announced yesterday. Yep. Billions more being committed to uh, to the Disney parks, especially out in Orlando. So, I, I mean, it, it really is. It took me it took me a few hours to really process what was announced. And that's when, like I said, once that hit me, I'm like, the, just the feeling and the thought that was overwhelming for me is, it's over. It's over. The competition at the level that it has been at is over. Now, if Universal announces that they are buying all of downtown Orlando and turning it into, you know, some Jurassic Park, Harry Potter hybrid, I, I don't know, it's something incredible... That's I don't know what else I could do. It's it's not over. It's it, over. It's not over. It's over. <laughs> no, it's over. It's, it's they not. are relegated. They will be relegated to second second tier status. Well, they will lose. Uh, they will gain some market share over the next few years as this comes to as things come online. But Disney will recapture that market share and may even look. You know, Harry Potter is very very popular. No more movies coming out. That is going, you know, the, the, at some point the bloom is off the rose there. Um, so as that, you know, because it's been open for a while now, um, unless, you know, I don't know, I can't think of what they could possibly announce. Um, I'm sure they have some tricks up their sleeve. Uh, they also have other things going for them right now, which is that they're better at guest service than Disney, and a lot of people are starting to pick up on that yep. too. So, you know, I, it's not usually about new attractions, why people want to come to Disney. It's they're saying they're giving up because too many lines not being managed well, too many issues with cast members. That's, that's where the problems are really coming in. So um, until Disney fixes that, it doesn't matter how much flashy attractions they throw out there. Oh, I, I think that uh, that's a lot easier of a problem for them to fix than it is in terms of expanding expanding the offerings in the parks. Um, but I'm telling you, I really think that if they if Disney delivers, 
if Disney delivers the quality um, that goes along with these announcements, it's game over. It's game over. I don't think there's anything Universal can do to fully and completely respond. Over the last few years, we've had this tennis match going on up and down I-4 where Disney does something, then Universal does something, then Disney does something, then Universal does something. Well, Disney just lobbed about 14 aces across the net right at Universal's head. And I just, like, like Universal's, like, cowering, trying not to get hit. Let's see what they respond with. They're going to have to respond with something. Um, and I just, it's, and I could be wrong here. I, I'll be fully fully on it. I, I love Universal and I think Universal has done an outstanding job. I agree with you. They are beating the pants off Disney in the service department. Um, and they have been aggressive. They have been creative. Um, that park, those parks, that whole resort area has never been better than it is right now. Um, but this was Disney saying watch this. Um, I can't imagine what they can do to respond but we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. I think we're going to find out sooner rather than later. Um, I think that I, I think the announcement of a third gate can't be far off. And no, Volcano Bay is not a third gate. Okay, so they built a third park. So like, I get why they. It's a water it park. It's not a third gate. That's marketing BS. It's a water park. When we talk third gate, we're talking theme park. Do you disagree? You no, think it's a third I, gate? I, I mean, I just think it's there. The, I, I also think that there are two, like, water theme parks in Disney that, for some reason, they just don't refer to ever. So, you know what I mean? Like, I don't understand why Disney doesn't refer to their other two parks that they have, you know? I think it's a, a, something worth saying that it's, you know, a universal property that's, like, a thing. I don't... Because I, Universal I know what you're has saying, this though, habit. Like, universal you know, has this habit with their marketing of really overreaching. Remember uh, the original uh, Wizarding World of Harry Potter, a theme park within a theme park. Um, so you had people showing up expecting another theme park, and when they saw yeah. what it was, they were pissed. Yeah. Um, so Universal has a habit of overselling on their marketing and under-delivering the experience. I'm not saying the Volcano Bay isn't great, everything I've heard is awesome, but I don't think water parks count really and truly as third gates. That's my opinion. But. They will need another theme park, is my point. Yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah. They will need another theme park that doesn't require a bathing suit. Yeah. So, all right. So that's that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We'll put that out there for now. I'm sure we'll have more discussions on that over the weeks and months to come. But um, I also want to talk about uh, the folks who were in the Parks and Resorts panel yesterday uh, got a chance. They got fast passes to see a soft opening of the new Phantasmic uh, over at... Disneyland Park. Yeah. Craig, you were there. Were you over there? No, I I was uh, helping Craig out with uh, uploading all those videos that are on our our, uh, other YouTube channel at uh, uh, youtube.com slash info if you want to check out all those announcements. Yeah, we have um, uh, still tons of stuff coming out, stuff from the live action panel, stuff from the animation. It was Uh, exciting. So not not only did my boy sleep on pavement to get into a panel yesterday... But then he went to uh, Disneyland last night and filmed, did an awesome job filming Fantasmic. Oh, we have to give Rhino credit, too. He was... Why? He also slept on pavement. But he didn't go to Fantasmic. He didn't, but he was helping out back here. That's not as glamorous. It's, <laughs> it means more to me. So, my boys, right? I've been hearing, you know, ever since I tweeted that picture yesterday of you waking up on a pile of your own drool. 
um, or maybe someone else's. Who knows? But he doesn't um, know what I was doing. Well, he was just... <laughs> um, you know, everybody telling me how dedicated these guys are. You don't have to tell me that. You do not have to tell me how hardworking and dedicated these two guys are. I am the luckiest guy around to have the team I have, especially these two. And I tell them that all the time. It's not just for camera. I don't beat them <laughs> when the cameras are off. Well, Craig sometimes, but um, I tell them that all the time. These guys are amazing. So talk to me about Fantasmic. What did you think? Uh, it was pretty breathtaking, to say the least. Um, you know, the, the big worry going in the show was that they were just going to completely destroy something that was already perfect in a lot of people's eyes. Um, the old Fantasmic was my favorite Disney Park show, nighttime show. I, I like fireworks. I, I love World of Color. But something about Fantasmic at Disneyland, being just so close on the rivers of America, mm-hmm. you're like right in the it's action. Great, yeah. Yeah. The plot just moved along uh, more more seamlessly than ours did in Walt Disney World. Just everything about it was amazing. And I have to say, for the most part, they have truly upgraded this. Um, they're, the projections and some of the water effects, I feel like they've learned what they were doing with World of Color, and they ported it into Fantasmic. And so Fantasmic looks better than it's ever been before. Uh, just the details, the it's so crisp and clear. It's it's absolutely incredible. So I, I just I'm I'm going to tie this back around to the discussion we were just having when you talk about Disney needing to deliver on the details. So here's an example then of them doing just that. Yeah, yeah. Um, it also I will say it also shows where Disney sometimes doesn't quite listen to audience feedback. Um, in my point of opinion. The Pirates portion that changed out for Peter Pan, it brought the show to a halt. Really? Yeah. It um, it, it just didn't work for me. It Why? Felt, what, what was it? It felt like when Frozen first started being added to everything, it just felt... Some places it felt perfect, um, like in World of Color, Winter Dreams, but then other places like uh, Celebrate the Magic, it just felt shooed in. And that's yeah. exactly what this feels like because it does it is this this journey of through mickey mouse in the animated world and then there's there's pirates of the caribbean yeah oh so it, it's the only live action element in it yeah interesting so yeah. you feel like they kind of somebody somebody along the way just completely forgot the original i the original idea or the original theming behind it or I, whatever like i i don't know how long do you Wait. think before it's pulled i, I think they're going to ride with it because you know, really, especially out here. I mean, if the Disneyland fans are giving that kind of feedback, I, they're very responsive out yeah. here to their fans. I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure about how people do feel. I, I haven't looked at so the you buzz. Didn't poll everyone that was I did. there last night. No, I didn't. I'll, I'll say, well, what, I just, what do I pay you for? I just think that going into it, from the people that I know and talk to out here, they were upset because the Peter Pan portion of Fantasmic is like it was what cool. truly took that show to the next edge. It's just it when they cut the the, the rope sequence. pulls him up, so it's like he's flying on the ship. You know that yeah, was always yeah. cool. And well, my my thing was I because I watched the video for like two seconds over here. Um, it's not Johnny Depp's voice, but it is Captain Jack Sparrow, and it sounds. I don't know if the guy doing the stunt is actually speaking or if it's just included in the soundtrack, but it sounds like they put somebody in a recording studio and we're like, all right, give us your best, Captain Jack, and it wasn't it was like oh that's like if your friend at a bar gives the impression you're like oh ha 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 
That's funny. It wasn't like, oh yeah, that's like Captain Jack. It, and it feels, it's like what you said. It doesn't. Yeah. When the guy's talking, it doesn't. I didn't hear any excitement in the voice. So that's the only thing that I thought was it caught yeah. me. It was that weird. was that was the only thing though. Besides that, a lot of the changes were actually for for the positive. Um, dropping Snow White out of the. Uh, the princess portion, putting in uh, Rapunzel and Flynn Rider from Tangled in there instead, uh, having Aladdin and Jasmine flying on the magic carpet during that portion too, really beautiful. Uh, and that's what they did for a lot of it. They took the classic scenes, they left them in, but they just added new elements to it. So like during the Jungle Book portion, still the same, except they blend in the Lion King with it too. So that way it it just adds a new a new life into it and um and yeah it, it really comes down to that it keeps the familiar base parts and just takes it to another level with where technology is now and a brand new soundtrack to go along with it that keeps a lot of the themes still there but i i gotta tell you people are going to be you know rushing there for fast passes for the next months and months and months it well, is if you're going to disneyland park today you might want to check it out again because they're doing another showing of it tonight Yeah, another yeah. showing of it tonight and then of course it opens officially tomorrow mm-hmm. um but i uh i saw a scale of one to ten craig yes. um new phantasma go oh eight or nine it's it's very high up there so, so. while so while the pirates piece you felt really doesn't fit it doesn't Real, it doesn't destroy the overall no. It just overall show. You know, it's a two-minute portion of it's just a twenty-seven-minute show. Okay. So, and of course, you can see the full video uh, that Craig posted. Craig and Rhino have posted. Uh, YouTube.com/slash info is where that is located. So, all right. Um, we uh, due to some technical issues we had yesterday, we were not able to finish our discussion on the live-action panel. Uh, that took place. So I know, Rhino, you have some things you wanted to make sure you talked about. Oh, yeah. Well, it's, a, it's, it's unfortunate because we got all the way, um, you know, we talked about Mary Poppins um, and uh, we got to Star Wars and we talked about the featurette. It kind of showed. We didn't really, we saw some new stuff, but it wasn't, you know, it's more the making of it, which I thought the featurette they showed us was beautifully shot. And it, yeah. Some very exciting looking like camera work and practical stunts being performed for this and you know, it was nice to kind of see all the cast on set and in costume, and it, you know, it, it just it 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 made you feel when I feel like you see a group of people working on a movie and they have like a genuine love and camaraderie, camaraderie, love for what they do, love for each other. You know, it just it makes you excited, and so like I'm very excited to see how this is going to be very different because the thing in that in the Star Wars panel was just they really were like it's surprising, it's going to surprise people. Not everybody will. It might not. Not everybody. It tells the Star Wars story at heart, but in a surprising new way. And that has me very excited. You know, I like when they take risks. You know, it could pay off, it could not pay off, but I have a feeling like it's going to go in a new direction, and that's going to keep it from getting stale. I mean, this is the eighth, well, technically the ninth Star Wars movie now, so you're like... Not only did they say it wasn't just surprising, unexpected. Unexpected, yeah, that's... That's, and to me, that's a word that carries a lot of weight. Yeah. Like, there will be something that just knocks us... That's a Luke, Ow. I'm your father. You're like, exactly. whoa. Like, you know, like, the, so it's, a, you know. It's I, also a massive risk. Uh, yeah, yeah, I agree. Because potentially risk. they could go, 
this has, the, I've heard that this takes something in a new direction, so this could potentially introduce a new idea the same way, okay, so when it didn't pay off would be episode one, when they started introducing the idea of midi-chlorines in the force, and that has been the number one, like, uh, well, you have to you have to hope they've learned know. from that you know from that experience, uh, yeah. or just you know from watching that experience. That wasn't Disney; that was George Lucas. Yeah. Um, so, do you think this is Disney uh, basically you know saying, okay, you know, yeah, we've kind of carried through the George Lucas stuff, and now we're going to put our own spin off? Yeah, I, I think this is essentially like it's now. time to take it from. The creator, or this sounds very religious, but it's time to take the it creator. from the mountain on high, take the lightning from Zeus and give it to the mortal now because they learn, you know, it, this is people who grew up and, you know, this is the reason they became who they are because of their love. J.J. Abrams always says mm -hmm. his number one influence was Star Wars. And here we are, you know, flash forward to his, you know, making a Star Wars film, which, which is arguably one of the best ones in the series. And then it... Then now we've got Ryan Johnson, same thing. He grew up, he loves Star Wars, and this is a very talented writer-director who... So that just, that excites me, because it's some people who maybe even, like... You can create a piece of art, and it speaks to people in different levels, so somebody else will create a piece of art inspired by you, but in an emotional way that you might not have thought of yourself or didn't see it going. So it's just a very exciting time to be in the Star Wars universe, you know? We saw it a little bit with Rogue One. Like, it, you, and I know you love Rogue One, mm -hmm. and it's, it's, you know, it was... I, I, my thing with that is like that is the the best made Star Wars fan film I've ever seen because it, it was a guy who grew up watching Star Wars so right. it, it looked like something I would have pretended to play like at recess or at daycare or something like that you know so I, that I just I'm happy that the opportunities like this are coming around in the world and you know, you know when they use words like unexpected yeah um, you know I I feel like at this point to a degree they've earned our trust Oh yeah, yeah, they have yeah. Earned our trust, and you know, and that, that 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 just doesn't go with 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 this film, but also with you know, as we talk about, you know, everybody that poo pooed Pandora for years and years, and now they go, oh my God, it's amazing, it's amazing. Uh, you know, I I think they they deserve at least the benefit of the doubt, if not our trust. Um, and if they look, they if they screw it up, they then okay, that's a well, different story. Well, this, and again, as we mentioned yesterday when we talked about Lion King with. Uh, John Favreau when mm -hmm. he said you know you guys trusted us with Jungle Book yeah and thank you because now it's allowing us to do this and right. trust us again yeah. and, and we you know we understand how important this is you know we understand that these are what it means to you you know it's so it's it's an interesting it's about finding the right fit for whether it's directors, the stars that are in it, the the crew, all that it's more important to find the best fit for what Disney wants to do than it is to just let let it open up and whatever happens happens and well, i think they're good at it yeah and it's it's a good segue into the next part of the panel too because when disney bought marvel years ago everyone's like oh and i was one of these people i went oh god now we're never going to see anything that's true to form it's all going to be it'll be like right. animated or it'll they've be PG our and stuff and now they've gone like you know look at guardians of the galaxy that when i see that movie i am surprised at the language used in that movie but i like it because it's essentially like that higher up PG-13 rating versus something that's definitely like Big Hero 6 is down here, you know, mm -hmm. and and it's it's exciting, and then also now, then they gave us the Netflix TV series, which are very, like, I don't care what they say, those are like rated R, they are very bloody, oh, yeah, very absolutely. gritty, you know, and so it, I just think of that thought I had when the initial purchase happened and where we are today, and I think that we are, they are hit the ground running with that in Lucasfilm. And I think that's why you know, I say they've earned our trust, and so when 
we go into some of this stuff, these announcements that we've heard, planned projects, unexpected twists. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah, okay, we can be concerned, we can be nervous, but I think it's important to remember, like, okay, the last time we were concerned and nervous, look how it turned out. Yeah. So they've earned our trust. And that's kind of what drives me nuts is that, you know, the internet, like, beats the hell out of them because, oh, it's going to be this, it's going to be that. Yeah. Wait till you see it. Right. Let's wait till we see it. And then, based on the facts, let's decide whether or not we think it was a good thing or a bad thing. But right now, right now, I'm, I got to tell you, I'm so excited. I'm so, so, so excited about this. Oh, stuff. I can't, I, I, I can't wait. Yeah. Whether it's in the film division, the animated division, or live action animation, theme parks. It's well, it's incredible. Well, yeah, the the big final part of that film panel, the live action that, uh, as Rhino started to say, it was Marvel. Um, they started by announcing that you know it's about to the tenth year now of yeah, the new, Marvel they Studios. The new logo. They have a new logo, and you know they're ready. They're ready to kick things off with that with uh, Infinity War. And I mean, I know they couldn't bring out every single person that's in the cast of that movie. Well, it felt like it almost. But they just about did. They brought out uh, Sebastian Shaw. Well, they, start, they started with Thanos. So they yeah, introduced, they and this, because this is Josh Bolin was seen, you know, Thanos was, was alluded to, or, you know, you see his face at the end of the original Avengers movie, then he's in Guardians a little bit more, and that was Josh Brolin as playing him, and then, yeah. so the, that's the big, that was the big first one. Here's Josh Brolin as Thanos, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, Thanos is here. We can't do, we can't just have the bad guy, and then they started like... So then they're like, well... well Maybe up against uh, Vision, so Paul yeah. Bettany comes yeah. out in the uh, weirdest suit ever. Yeah, like, a white suit. Like, uh, really? Yeah, it looked like he yeah. just gotten back from Wimbledon or an Elton John concert or something. <laughs> he looks very British. Yeah, he does look I mean, very British he, in that picture. Yeah, so, uh, great. I like him. Yeah, they had Don Cheadle, Anthony Mackie, Elizabeth Olsen, Tom Holland, the new Spider-Man. Yeah, people went uh, crazy for Spider-Man. Mark Ruffalo, uh, Chris Hemsworth. Uh, Chadwick Boseman, who's going to be Black Panther, already has been movie coming out soon. Benedict Cumberbatch was there. Yeah, I know you would have watched. Oh my God! Mindy, Mindy Kaling ruined the surprise because during yeah. the Wrinkle of Time panel, she's like, "Oh, you know, exciting to be here." And I mean, I just saw Benedict Cumberbatch in the in the green room. Everyone in the audience went, "Oh!" <laughs> like when she's like, "Oh my God!" Like, <laughs> oh, it was. I think Alan Horn yeah. was probably like, "Oh." I'm not going to do an Alan Horn impersonation, but yeah, yeah uh, but he comes out on stage, and you know, they, I, they lost their mind. Yeah. Um, uh, Dave Batista was there, Drax from Guardians of the Galaxy. Josh Brolin then went on to uh, yeah, he said curse a, he to said the a bad word. Crowd, <laughs> so I, I've never heard anyone uh, say the S word in a Disney panel before, but um, it's where ship, things are going. Yeah, ship high in transit. Yeah. You know, Drax. I believe the official quote was Drax ain't. Expletive. Yeah, yeah. Um, and we were all like, oh, okay. And then the last person from the stars they brought out, of course, was the one who started it all, Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, and goosebumps. Ugh. Then they played what was... That was masculine. <laughs> and they <laughs> essentially played us the uh, the trailer, an uh, extended look going into the And they, they didn't trailer. even tell us that's what they were doing. I mean, yeah. that's what we thought we were doing, because Robert Downey Jr. was essentially like, like just show it to them, like... Um, it, it started out as like a retrospective kind of like it all led to this and then it went into and we saw a lot of stuff so like I, I, I'll give you a description because I don't know if the trailer's coming out but and you can help me with this but you know it starts off with the Guardians of the Galaxy or in the Milano flying through um, yeah. space and they there's you know a body hits the window it's through a destroyed area and you know it, Rocket's like get it off turn the wipers on you know I don't want to look at it and they pull it into the ship and it's uh, four. And so he jumps up and he's like, you know, who who are you people, you know? And it 
and then they go from there like it shows the collector's warehouse is all destroyed and yeah. Gamora's in there crying and and then um, they I don't I, I can't remember the next I think it, they go from there to Earth and they're they're not sure what to expect so it's all like you know make sure you put your mean face on everybody like and and Thanos comes and starts just destruction yeah. yeah I I mean it like you get in the trailer you get to see Spider-Man in his costume that you if you haven't seen Spider-Man Homecoming there's a a, a, a a costume that shows up at the end of the movie that he doesn't take but he's wearing it in this suit so it's like his Iron Spider costume and then there's so you get to see him fighting with them you get to see um, uh, you see like Star-Lord fighting with Iron Man like fighting against Thanos with Iron Man you see uh, just like uh so many of these characters that you have waited so long to see on screen together it is like you see Chadwick Boseman's character it like gives you goosebumps and it it's emotional almost because it is something that like it's the it's really a big payoff of, for all of us and it's like and there's no way you see Chris, uh, uh, Captain America shows up dressed all in black with a big beard and everything and I'm like well I don't know the war criminal he's coming to help but uh, there's a pretty intense scene where Thanos has his glove on and he like reaches up and goes to pull down and essentially I'm assuming it's on earth whatever it is the thing behind him starts breaking apart uh, the moon or whatever and like these meteors start coming down and he punches Iron Man right in the in the suit in the head and he falls flat and you're like is Iron Man dead and then he's like squeezing whose head was he like squeezing I think it was Captain America's he like just like crushing like he's about to and these are two characters that the rumor is they're not going to make it through this film because you know, there's a setup in the comic for these characters to replace them, and and their contracts are pretty much over now. So it's like, oh wow, it's just, and they've they have teased that the the next Avengers movie after this, the part two, is going to be the opening of a whole new era. So it was very exciting, and they really showcased that destruction and massive, massive scale that they are going for, and it it feels like this is going to be something special, something different. Awesome. So I can't say anything more about yeah. it than that. It, you know, it just. It was, you know, it was a long wait out overnight. Um, but it was when they, when Disney wants to wow you, they, they really wow put some effort in. They can wow you. They you put know? on a good yeah, show. So. all right. So what's coming? Anything coming up today that uh, you think is going to be interesting? Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of great stuff happening uh, right now. There's like a Lion King panel that's actually happening that a ton of people were excited about. Uh, the big thing today is Alan Menken is performing a brand new show. Um, you know, going throughout his entire career. Um, and they're doing that twice today. So a lot of people are super excited about that. I'll be going in uh, to, to film one of them at least. So uh, we, we should have video and some stuff, stuff some more stuff coming up today exactly okay, i want to go through and uh just do like a little more overview they did a reveal at the marvel panel of and they didn't say which i thought was kind of cool they kept this for the floor so if you didn't get in josh brolin came out at the marvel uh booth over there in the corner and he held up the thanos infinity gauntlet and they made a reveal of these maquettes or like statuettes of four new characters being introduced into the marvel cinematic universe which are the children of thanos and they didn't talk about this or show this. We didn't see them in the panel at all, so it was really cool. So I want to go get, you know, find those little details out there and share yeah. that a little bit more. So, yeah. you know. Yeah, no, but a bunch of great panels. I'm not sure who's going to what, what we'll be coming out with, but uh, just. Well, we'll have, a, we'll have a wrap up uh, a little later on uh, today uh, of the convention and yep. everything that, that went on today. But Steve Porter and I are also going to have our best and worst of the D23 convention coming up later on today as well. So. That's what's happening right now. We're going to go ahead and wrap this up, and we'll see you again in a little bit 
uh, with some more coverage from the D23 convention here in Anaheim, California. Have a good day, everyone. See you soon.